reading up on the Delta. Only five-chapter book. Let's just read the whole thing. Reading Journey to the West. Why not? New variant. I wonder why now. And watching some drummers on YouTube. Crazy stuff. And, of course, double workouts today to finish out the week. Folks, it is Friday, October 7th, 2022. I'm Stephen Sierski. This here is my uh, daily audio blog where I yik-yak about some of the things that are going on in uh, in Beijing, China, which is where I live, and uh, also some of the things that keep me busy. And uh, I see actually uh, today more people have left. I didn't realize uh, some more who I th- people who I thought were lifers were are have departed again. I'm not sure why. Uh, I guess one of the things that uh, people are doing is that uh, they are able to go back to their homelands and find additional employment. Whereas here in, in China, uh, we're technically not allowed to, depending on the wording of your contract, actually, it really does. Um, because there are some people who also have business visas uh, that can do different types of work. But um, the business visa and like the Type Z visa, which is what I'm on, uh, they're, they're structured differently. So... Uh, the people that are leaving, some of them, I think, are wanting to go back to their homeland so that they can find not just what, like a main job, but they can find you know a part-time job as well, uh, and then buffer their income maybe even with a tertiary job, like a third job as well, if they're so inclined. Because some of these things, I mean, uh, if you're able to do you know teach on the side, even one or two students um, a week or something like that, it, it goes a long way. Um, if it's untaxable, and or I mean, you're supposed to claim it, of course, anyways. Uh, but um, a lot, a lot of times, it isn't. A lot of it's just a, a cash offer, basically, um, and, and that can go. That that can help, if only just for the beer money or like um, you know, fun money sort of thing. And then you save all your regular income uh, rather than being dependent on one job being both your fun money and your uh, like like living costs sort of thing. So I guess that's what uh, some people are uh, doing as well. Uh, I see the smog is coming back in, actually. I smell it too today a little bit. It wasn't bad in the morning, uh, and then the afternoon you could sort of see it's a little bit more hazy. Not sure why or what's going on. Um, and this, of course, comes along with uh, a new variant, um, B.7. I don't know. And of course... It's more contagious than the last one. <laughs> Everyone is more contagious than the last one. I don't know. Anyway, it's, no, not 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 dealing with that. Productive day. Uh, did I managed to do the um, half Murph again? Uh, I'll put the uh, the times up on the website so you guys can check that if you're if you're interested. Um, the one thing I can say about the uh, the Murph that I did today or the half Murph because I only did fifty pull ups. The pull ups I was able to get through them a lot quicker today, but uh, it, it, those things slow me down. It, it is if of all the things now I got them done I think in about seven minutes this morning. The push-ups, again, took me about eight minutes, and the squats took me about five minutes. Um, overall, the runs were slower, but the the rounds were a lot quicker, and that's because I just was kind of trying to push through them. I was surprised at how quickly I could get through the pull-ups, and I wonder if I could do it any quicker than that. Uh, that being the case, I'm still feeling it in my back, and I know I don't know what I tweaked back there. I hope it's not a herniated disc. I'm, I'm not sure how I, how I would 
herniate a disc doing pull-ups. Uh, I guess it's possible. Or is it just a strained tro trochaic muscle or something like that? But I've been trying to stretch it out and uh, roll it, and it's, um, it's just not releasing. So I'm not sure exactly what I did. Um, with the pull-ups, I was doing singles from numbers 30 to 50. So what I mean by that is that I would just do one, <laughs> step down, um, do another one, step down, do another one, step down. I mean, it's not ideal, uh, but it was just, I was able to do them a lot quicker that way rather than trying to, uh, like, take a 30-second break, do four, take a 30-second break, do four, uh, which seemed to sort of delay uh, completion of the of the pull-ups. Um, but yeah, that, so that was uh, it was pretty good uh, to get it done in the morning and, of course, in the afternoon, got another little bit of a, a workout as well. I, it's, it is getting cold in the morning, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Far fewer people uh, outside walking around, running, and stuff like that, but uh, you still see some people, uh, some of the regulars are out there, but far fewer numbers in total. I wonder also, since it's Friday, uh, and if it's the end of the, uh, it's the end of the national, uh, national day sort of break, uh, national week, so it's a, I guess it's back to school tomorrow, or back to, work. Yeah, I think tomorrow is a, a makeup day, so that's, uh, yeah, I guess people have to go back to work. Uh, I guess I could have worked as well, but, um, I want to focus on my Delta reading, which is what I was actually doing a lot of today. And uh, it was, this was, this was funny because some of the recommended reading is this uh, Penny Ur book, or you are, I don't know how to pronounce that, Penny Ur, um, teaching listening or something like that, uh, listening comprehension. And the recommended reading was chapters one to three, and then chapters four to five. There are only five chapters in the book. Why don't you just say read the bloody book? <laughs> read the whole thing. It's not an overly long book. Uh, and the first three chapters sort of discuss a lot about uh, issues that um, you could have using uh, various materials in the classroom to teach uh, listening in the uh, ESL context. And so the um, she goes through a bunch of sort of problems, common problems that uh, students have, common problems that teachers have, educators have. Uh, and this is actually, this book sort of um, inspired me to start creating these, uh, these I guess they're, they're readings. I call it Reading with Steve. I read a page off of Wikipedia every day now, and I post it on my, my language vlog. And it's meant to be naturalized, uh, but accessible uh, English for people who are learning um, English. Uh, so it's it's just meant to be more content to choose from. I pick a, a certain topic and I just read it. Uh, and I don't edit it. So it's it's kind of like this where I'm, you know, kind of doing, <clears throat> clearing my throat and all that stuff. I don't, I don't worry about it too much. And this way it's published uh, and people can hear a lot more. Um, they get a, more exposure to quote unquote real or native English speaking uh, and native English. So that was the idea. What I do with it later on, I'm not sure. I was thinking about making a podcast um, for the language vlog itself, uh, for you know, sort of just covering uh, language topics, language learning topics, and stuff like that. I thought it'd be an interesting, rather than trying to cram everything into this podcast uh, as well. But uh, yeah, so this book inspired me to do that. Basically, you have to read the whole book. The chapters four to five are her practical application sort of exercises, things that you could use in the classroom. 
uh, to like, help with listening. She actually talks about how sometimes it's a good it seems like it's a good idea to use natural speech or natural language uh like um using recordings or conversations from real life the problem is is that a lot of it it's difficult to make it teachable make it educational in a classroom context unless you're you're uh, very well prepared uh and are able to like you have to prepare this beforehand you can't just bring in a conversation and ask people to listen to it they won't understand why you have to give them uh sort of a target um, a reason why to listen and that was that's sort of her big point is that you have to give um the, the language learners a um a target something to to listen for because if it's just extensive listening in classroom well they can do that on their own time they don't have to do it in class this actually does sort of make me wonder uh how much mandarin chinese lacks this same sort of uh, studied or this focused effort to create materials that make the language a little bit more accessible. Um, a lot of Chinese speakers, are, they're, they're kind of like ESL, a lot of uh, English speakers, they think that they can teach it because they speak it. And it's not entirely true because an educator, especially a language educator, is a little bit different than someone who just speaks the language. You, you have to understand, you have to be able to hear the, the errors and understand how to address those er errors so that you can so that and explain it in such a way that the other person can take it away and repeat uh, either in practice or understand the concept and then think about it and you know uh, make themselves aware of what what's happening with their language and how they can fix it just because you know a language from birth doesn't mean you'll be able to teach it, basically, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't. You can learn how to teach your own language, for sure. That's, I mean, I think a lot of people do that. Uh, but uh, it's not as easy as it looks, especially if you want to be one of those much more effective teachers, such as my Mandarin Chinese teacher. She was a, uh, obviously a very educated woman and is able to explain a lot of the things that are going on, a lot of the, uh, the difficulties that uh, learners have. But spent most of the morning uh, reading up on the Delta. I uh, did a lot of uh, uh, so trying to catch up, especially tomorrow uh, on Saturday and then even Sunday, if I can, if I can get a couple more two or three hour chunks of reading done, I think I might actually be caught up uh, with everything, which would just be bizarre, to tell you the truth. <laughs> like, wow, I'm actually caught up. Uh, unit 6 starts on Monday. And so we're halfway through. There's another... I think three weeks of material, and then it's practice tests, and then it's the exam in December. Like, this time has been flying by, to tell you the truth. These days, uh, just, I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised at how quick uh, things are actually uh, uh, zipping along, to tell you the truth. Uh, other than that, um, I was talking about getting buying books yesterday. I, one of the other reasons I, I don't, I shouldn't be buying any more books is because I'm actually trying to make my way through journey to the west in chinese now it's it's the abridged version it's the modified version it's graded reader uh for language learners and i'm trying to read this for about 20 minutes every evening uh and so this is like my my night time like I, no matter how late i'm going to bed i still want to spend 20 minutes reading this um it's a classic of chinese literature a lot of people talk about it uh, everyone talks about it about the monkey king and uh, my initial impressions, they seem to reuse the names quite a bit. So it's the same words that they're using over and over and over again. 
uh, so it's like Sun Wukong is the uh, uh, the Monkey King, and it's just his, his name and then the other guy's name. So a lot of the sentences begin with the Monkey King does this, the Monkey King does that. And I understand it's a graded reader, but it's just kind of this is is this why the I don't know. It just seemed very odd to be structuring a a book like this or stru- structuring a story like this where they constantly tell you the person's name rather than using like synonyms or other words to describe the action of what's going on. I, I again, it is a graded reader. It's uh, I think it's targeted uh, HSK five, which is what I'm studying for. Um, I have not signed up for the next test just yet, uh, but uh, I'm thinking maybe January, maybe February would be a good idea. Um, and one of the things I want to get this book read uh, at the same time um, that I'm doing a lot of characters. I've been focusing a lot on characters Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, doing a lot of uh, character development, character work, I should say, character studies. If I add this, I think this helps uh, with extensive reading to reinforce the characters I should be learning. Now, I still have to finish uh, the second book in the HSK 5 course book. You don't have to finish these books, but I think... I would feel a lot more comfortable having completed the textbooks than not once I, once I sign up for that test. So maybe it's something else I have to uh, book some time off of and just focus, do a couple chapters when I can. Hopefully it's gotten easier. I haven't looked at the textbooks since the test. I don't really want to look at them, to tell you the truth. Uh, but uh, that being the case, I think it would be... Yeah, I, th- I think the best thing would be to actually finish those course books prior to signing up for the test. And yes, I will be doing the, uh, the paper-based test again, uh, which means I do need to work on my writing as well, my characters, my uh, so writing out the characters, I guess. I think that I don't think there's a, any way around this at all, and it's just something I'm going to have to uh, invest uh, the time in. All right, so that's uh, that's how, how my Chinese is so far. Um, one thing I was doing today, actually, uh, while having a couple beers after my workout, um, which... Yeah, you're supposed to hydrate. You, you do need to hydrate after your workouts. Um, if you have one or two beers, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to harm you too bad. But uh, be sure you're drinking plenty of water after your workouts uh, rather than alcohol. <laughs> uh, watching this guy, El Estepario Siberiano. This is, oh, where he's, I want to see he's Venezuelan. I don't know. Speak Spanish. <laughs> I know that. Um, he's this drummer on YouTube. And crazy. Fantastic. Um, very technical. He plays a lot of metal songs. A lot of fast metal songs. Um, and this guy. So there's another guy who was doing a reaction vid to watching this El Estepario Siberiano um, play play these songs one-handed. So, of course, with two feet uh, on the double double pedals. And then in the in his left hand he had like a drink or a cigarette, and then in his right hand he had his uh, other drumstick. And watching this guy do this stuff, I mean, it is phenomenal to see that he can play uh, such high BPM, so like beats per minute, uh, at such at such accuracy, such clarity, no mistakes. Obviously, it's not first take. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing this guy's practiced quite a bit. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if he's actually part of a band or not. Uh, I'm sure he teaches, but I'm guessing he does make uh, quite a bit of money from his YouTube channel. I would assume so because the guy's has quite a few followers, uh, and he's one of these you know top 
drummers in the world sort of thing. I'm not sure if he's officially been... Modern Drummer is the uh, the magazine that um, is, is like the, the, the trade magazine of... Uh, the drumming world. So Modern Drummer, there used to be drum as well. There's also Rhythm. That was the UK one. Uh, Rhythm was kind of cool because it always came with a a CD in it, but Modern Drummer, based in the United States, uh, that one is sort of the the longest running uh, publication for for, for drummers. Kind of like Guitar World for guitarists, but this is uh, mainly for drummers. And I don't know if he's ever won the Modern Drummer popularity poll. I'm not sure if he's even in the running. Uh, but uh, the drummers he was, the, the music he was playing, those drummers have won the modern drummer, like best drummer in the world sort of thing, uh, competition. So, And this guy's playing them one-handed on YouTube. This is sort of what I'm getting at. Uh, the guy who was doing a um, the reaction vid, he actually lives in Winnipeg now. Uh, he uh, married a, a girl from Winnipeg and moved there. He's from the States, but he uh, he's also a metal drummer. He does a lot of session work. Also a crazy good drummer. Fantastic. So and this is how I uh, found this El Estepario Cibriano where he, he was doing this reaction and watching this guy. And yeah, I think I think everybody who watches him is just kind of like, how do you even do that? This guy's doing one-handed drum fills, one, one-handed drum rolls. I understand the technique. And one of the technique um, uh, is to do is when you're, you, you, you hit the drum, um, you are releasing it and it bounces back and you use the rim of the drum as sort of a, a lever and you you basically vibrate it you shake it up and down really fast and if you can what you would also do is work on doubles or triplets with your uh the, that single stroke so you, you hit once but you're you're letting the, the stick bounce two or three times and then you're using the rim of the drum as a lever to basically doubled up so it's taking the effort off of moving your your whole wrist and putting the the work onto the the drum into the the drumstick itself to see it being done is phenomenal so if you have a chance i highly recommend that you go take a look at el estepario siberiano um fantastic drummer he doesn't just do this one-handed stuff when he does two-handed stuff he's also very good uh and i'm not sure if he does anything else as well i'm not sure his vids come up every now and then the other guy I watch is Danny Carey uh, from from Tool. I'm not sure if Tool is as big in the UK or in Europe as they are in United States and Canada. But whenever they go on tour, it's sold out. And one of the reasons you'd go see these guys is because the drummer is absolutely phenomenal. He, these, I guess you'd call them math rock or math metal. They're not really metal. They they are heavier. The distorted guitars and everything. But the drummer, and the whole band, like it's not just a drummer, they're all sort of, they, they love this mathemata- mathematician sort of approach to um, constructing their songs. They'll sit down, it's like, well, if we play 7, 8, and a 6, you know, a, a 15, 16, or this, or 17, 16 sort of uh, bar here, and then we'll throw in a 9, 8 pattern underneath, and he's something called ostinato. So he'll play one pattern with his feet, and then another pattern with his hands, and they'll be in different time signatures. This is something that you have to sit down and practice. This does not come naturally. <laughs> you have to spend a lot of time doing this. Um, and watching these guys, L.S. Depario Cibriano and Danny Carey from Tool, it's it's almost humbling. I mean, it's not just humbling. It's almost like discouraging. You're just like, I can never do that. But at the same time, it's inspiring because you're like, I can't believe someone can do that 
what can I do instead? Uh, so it's it's fantastic. If you have a chance, uh, watch some of the, the tool videos on YouTube. Danny Carey from Tool, um, phenomenal time signatures, phenomenal math rock. Um, so you might like the music, you might not, uh, but certainly something I think at least worth a watch to see what this guy is doing and how he's able to play different time signatures with different hands and different parts of his body throughout the song. They're all about seven or eight minutes long and not lose it. Uh, of course, well rehearsed, of course. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. That's the end of the week. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Get your uh, runs in. Uh, do your intermittent fasting if you can or don't. And remember, not too much protein. You do need carbs. Carbs aren't bad either. And work on your one-hand drum fills. How's that? One-handed drum rolls. Or just play on your desk. Why not? That's it. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stevensersky.com. Have a good one. We'll talk again. Bye-bye. <laughs>